What is up, my beautiful bitches? Welcome to the Boss Bitch Podcast. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm your boss bitch bestie and hype woman, helping you integrate life and pleasure into your business so that you can create the impact and the wealth that you know you're meant to. We're going to be talking about all the things, like how to show up in your business as the badass bitch that you are, um, how to work from flow, how to have less overwhelm, how to step into your leadership role, and really how to root down in our truth and authenticity. Honestly, it really just comes down to integrating our true authentic self into our businesses. So make sure you're tuning in every week so you don't miss any of my foul-mouthed episodes because I promise this shit is going to rock your world. Let's jump in. What's up, bitches? Okay, so welcome back. Always lovely to chat with you. Um, I am going to talk a little bit about being super ambitious, but also sometimes being unsure of how to execute your big ideas. Because for me, this has been something that has come up over the last few years, or well, I mean, for, for a while, right? For, for a while, and the last handful of years is, you know, I've always been a big dreamer. I've always had big goals. I've always had like big visions for myself, for my life, for my business, for my relationships. And sometimes I find myself, well, I'm, I'm really hard on myself, right? Not so much anymore, but I very much used to get really down on myself about being unable to follow through or unable to execute these big things that I wanted to do. And sometimes not even big things. Sometimes they were seemingly small things. And although now as an adult, I'm realizing that I have this neurodivergent brain that um, is like an idea generating powerhouse. (laughs) Um, I feel like this is something that comes up a lot for my clients as well, whether or not they share in that um, neurodivergence. So I wanted to talk a little bit about this and just kind of prefacing it with, you know, if you feel like this is something that you've tried to get a handle on um, and maybe you've tried the things that I'm going to mention, or you just really have like this intuition that you should look deeper into it, definitely give your doctor a call and talk to them about this. It's quite a long road. Um, I'm still navigating the evaluation process, but, um, anyway, if, if it's something that feels like it is affecting your quality of life, which is kind of where I am at right now. Um, and that's what led me to talk to my doctors, then I highly recommend doing that. Um, my doctors did also put me on an anti-anxiety, anti-depression medication. Um, it's a very low dose, but that has helped a lot as well. And it's brought to light more of the brain things that happen for me, which seem to present a bigger problem than the anxiety did. So um, anyway, I just wanted to say that before I jump into all these things that you can try to do, because sometimes they're not enough and sometimes we need medical intervention or medication or therapy or whatever. Okay. So I'm going to talk about these three core things that I think play a huge role in being able to execute 
um, our big ideas. Um, we're going to talk about mindset, visibility, and nervous system regulation. So I'm going to talk about mindset first, you know, my favorite topic. And it's just, it's something that's really interesting. So before I dive into it, a really basic thing to get in the habit of asking yourself when you're feeling like you're starting to spin out because you have all these ideas, you feel overwhelmed, I don't know what to focus on. Ask yourself if if this is something for you or if it's just something that seems kind of fun that you've maybe seen someone else do or you came up with an idea because you saw someone else do something similar. And really be honest with yourself because I do this a lot where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I would love to blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't, I don't even know, start a nonprofit for this or that. And, um, then when I really take a step back, like, (laughs) no, I don't have time to start a whole new thing and to like, you know, devote all my time and energy to this new thing. Right. That's not really for me. And, And so I, I will either write it down somewhere. I have a whole list of things that I have written down in my notes, in my phone of potential ideas for the future so that they have somewhere to live and somewhere I can check in with them. Um, If it's something that I really feel called, like my gut is telling me that this is something that either is going to happen later down the road or like an opportunity might come up for something or, you know, it feels like I can't release it. I write it down even if right now isn't the time, or like, I know it's not quite the right thing for me at the moment, I have somewhere for it to be where I can check back in with it. But I would say half the time, these are things where I'm like, okay, that is a really great idea. It's just not a great idea for me. And I'm going to let that go because we let that idea go and it lands with someone else in another space and time. And then it gets to be their genius idea. Okay. So that's kind of my, the energetics of how I think these things work out. Um, so the, the first thing to ask yourself, and I'm not sure if this is really a mindset thing, but I put it here because it's kind of a habit that we should get, try to get ourselves into of being honest with ourselves of like, why am I thinking this is for me? Am I addicted to new ideas? Do I have a hard time? Like, do I feel bored? And sometimes it's because it's coming from some other place. Sometimes it really does feel like it's alive for us. And like, I really do want to execute this. So it goes into the, onto the list of things that I want to do now-ish. Okay. So being honest with yourself about, is this something for me? Could this just be a fun idea? Could this be like something I do for fun? Not necessarily for my business. You know, there's lots of things to kind of unveil there, but I think that before we start feeling bad or guilty or like get on our, our ass about like not following through with things, really ask yourself, like, are all these ideas in my mind, things I need to follow through on? What can I release? So that's like a nice energetic thing to get on board with, right. To like get in the habit of doing. And so if, if there are things that you're like, very, very feeling like you want to do now. Like you've had this idea forever. You've kind of like outlined it a million times, um, but you're having a hard time pulling the trigger on it. You know, ask yourself, like, do you believe that you're worthy of this big goal of these ambitions? Um, What would happen if you did this and it was super successful? What would happen if you did did this and it was considered a flop? 
you know, like doing that kind of fear inventory is really important because it pulls things out that either we weren't aware of before, or it brings to light things that we thought were a really big deal, but maybe they, they're not like, okay, if I do this and it flops, like what, will I be embarrassed? Like, can I live with that? Will that kill me? Am I willing to try it anyway? Because being embarrassed isn't that big of a deal. Like, are people really going to be even like giving a shit if my shit flops? Like who's even going to pay, be paying attention. And if I do this and it's super successful and I make a million dollars, what's, what am I scared of with that? Like, am I scared of having to follow through? Am I scared of like what I would do with that money? Am I scared of like having to step up into being like the boss bitch that like, I know I, I can be, or like, I want to be, there's a lot that could be underneath that. So starting to dive into those things, um, that's going to be kind of step one, because we can't move forward. Like I say this all the time, right? It's going to be really, really difficult to move forward with strategy or, um, like launch, launch, you know, getting launch details or whatever. If we like are not in a good place mentally or energetically. So we do have to get those things, you know, more on our side and then not. And that's not to say you're going to magically like wake up one day after doing mindset work for a, a month and be like, I'm the best. I'm the baddest of bitches. I could never fail or fuck up because it's not going to be the case. But what's going to happen is you're going to build that self-trust muscle and that compassion for yourself and that belief in yourself that you are going to need that resilience that you're going to need in order to move forward with these big ideas, with these, um, you know, these, um, plans for yourself and for your business. And it's going to help you really start treating yourself and your business like legitimate like a legitimate business and treating yourself like a legitimate boss bitch, a legitimate CEO, a business owner, like someone that you might be stalking on Instagram that you think totally has their shit together. They're such a boss bitch CEO, blah, blah, blah. Like they could be thinking the same exact thing every night when they go to bed, they could be like, Oh my God, like, I can't wait to burn this shit down. Like I can't handle this. Like I'm not good enough for this, like blah, blah, blah. And, but you're looking at them like, holy shit, I want to be more like that person. I want to embody what they embody. And there's no telling who's embodying actually their truth and actually their business. Right. So we can only worry about ourselves. We can only look at what we're doing to better our own presence in our own businesses, our own mindset, our own energetics. Right. Like, so that's when we really need to work on embodying that version of ourselves. Who's already done the things who's already worked through the fear. Who's already on the other side, who has a regulated nervous system, who isn't afraid to show up, who has a lot of clarity. We want to start embodying that energy now so that we can bring that into what we're creating now so that we can get to that place because It's not something that's going to happen overnight. Like I said, it's not going to be perfect, but we have to be able to allow ourselves to be held in that energetic space while also allowing for mistakes and allowing for, you know, like pivots and allowing for 
things not to be perfect and to be able to learn while you're also um, working through these things and holding space for other people. And you can be learning while simultaneously teaching, coaching, mentoring. Okay. You don't have to be an expert in the way that we've been taught. We need to be in order to be in front of people, right? Like being a leader, in my opinion, is being vulnerable being able to show people like, Hey, I might not have all the answers. In fact, like, I know I'm not going to have all the answers, but I promise that I will work. I'm working on, I'm doing my work to be able to show up and say that and mean that and know that I can help you move through the thing anyway, even if I've never done it before. And that's pretty much the basis of my own business, because if I let myself get freaked out over the, what if, ifs of what if someone comes to me with this problem? What if someone comes to me with that problem? What if they have a question about, you know, Instagram ads? I've never ran an Instagram ad because I can't be my full self in an Instagram ad. Therefore it just not going to attract the right type of people. So I don't do it. And, you know, people ask me these kinds of questions that I don't really have the answer for, not a lot, but like, you know, they've come up and I just tell them the honest truth. You know, I haven't like, we'll take the Instagram ads for any, as an example, I'm someone that needs to be fully myself in all of my content in order to run an Instagram ad. I have to water down my message so much that to me, it's not worthwhile. Even if I were to get a thousand followers from that ad, which like literally has never happened. Cause I think you would have to spend like thousands of dollars in order for that to happen. But, um, you know, I would have to water down my message. I'd have to water, I'd have to rename my programs. I'd have to do so much, so many things on the back end to make that work and not get like kicked off of Instagram that, um, you know, it doesn't, to me, it's not worthwhile. I like to believe that I can grow my shit organically by being myself. And so far it has worked perfectly for me. And that's, what I believe in. So, you know, if you're someone who doesn't curse or talk about pussy or talk about being a bitch or whatever on the internet, then maybe ads would be a great thing for you. Right. So, um, anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent slightly, but look at the mindset piece, the energetic piece. Okay. Do you believe you're worthy of what you want? Are you really being honest about what you want? Are you allowing yourself to actually go there, go there with your desires and like, it's fun. How can we make it fun? How can, how can it feel more fun for you to believe that you can have the things that you want and to really actually admit that you want these things? Like you don't have to admit them to anybody out loud, just yourself. Promise not to judge yourself. Okay. Um, and do you trust yourself to follow through? You know, I, I was so hell bent on following through on every single thing that I, I mean, I, I sacrifice so much because again, now I'm understanding my brain and it has a harder time with the executive function, right? With following a task through fully A to B, right? Like start to finish. I just don't work that way. It's not linear like that, but I would push myself to do it and it would be painful and it would be super hard. I'd be super exhausted. I'd be burned out, but I got it done. And then it was kind of always this like letdown afterwards of like, for what, like, what did I do that for? Now I feel like shit. And that thing that I did isn't even a real reflection of me because 
I, I like made it happen to the point of, you know, kind of sacrificing my own, um, authentic voice or whatever. So really look at these pieces. Are you treating your business like a legitimate business? Um, how can you get yourself on board with your own shit, right? Like we have to be the hugest hype, hype men, hype women, hype people for our own stuff. If we want other people to think that it's so awesome, right? If we are like, Hey, like come join, come do this thing. Like it's awesome, but it's falling flat because our energetics and our mindset behind it is like, I'm shit. Everything I create is shit. No one's going to, of course, no one's going to fucking buy this shit. Like, right. I mean, it's not going to, it's not going to come across the same way. So getting our mindset energetics on board is number one. Number two, hold, hold the vision. Oh yeah. Hold the vision. That's a good mantra to tell yourself when your mindset is wobbly. Um, I wrote down a couple notes because I always think it's going to help me, but I mean, it just ends up like throwing me off like right now, but this is important. I'm glad I wrote this part down, hold the vision. Right. And that doesn't mean keep everything the same. It just means hold the vision. Remember why you started this. Remember your core beliefs. Remember your mission, right? And hold that vision for the future, for that future version of yourself, your relationship, your life, your business, your clients' transformations. Like hold the vision and that will help keep you kind of pushing through those times of I shouldn't say pushing. Sometimes we need a little bit of nudging. Yes. But like pushing feels kind of intense. So it'll help you work through the moments, right. Where you feel like you want to burn it all down. Um, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not meant for this. This shouldn't be that hard. Blah, 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 blah. Cause those things will come up and being able to slow down, take some belly breaths, like maybe even, you know, sign out for the day, come back with a fresh, mindset and remembering why you started remembering what the vision is hold it and you can pivot you can change you can reorganize you can regroup within that but that's why it's so important to know who you are at your core and bring that into your business and what your mission is to so you can tie all those things together with your core messaging with your core business model um, with your, like the way you want to work, the way you want to attract clients, the way you want to, you know, work your schedule or, um, have your programs or whatever, hold the vision for what is possible. Okay. All right. Mindset wrapped (laughs) visibility. What comes up for you around taking up or what comes up for you around taking up space? And by, and that means in all the ways, energetically, physically, emotionally, like women have been made to feel like we have to keep ourselves much smaller than anyone else in the room, including other women. So instead of like being our full selves and hyping each other up to be each other's full selves and celebrating that we have been taught in this society, thank you, patriarchy, that we need to minimize parts of ourselves, whether it be our physical appearance, our energy, our um, ideas, our anger, our frustration, our laughter, our success, 
literally everything minimize for the comfort of those around you, which has now turned into this goes hand in hand with sisterhood wounding. And this is what held me back for a long time posting what I really wanted to post on social media because I was afraid of being outcast like I was for most of my like adolescence, most of my like teenage years and college time years of like have like being my full self, like that too muchness and making my friends uncomfortable or making them um, feel maybe jealous in one way or another or competitive or, you know, like the comparison thing, like for whatever the reason it was triggering, right. Where's triggering happening. And I would be thrown out of the friend group or um, there'd be like tons of drama and I wouldn't want to be in the drama. So then I'd get in trouble basically for not choosing sides or not choosing the right side or like, I don't know, fucking whatever. Right. Just drama. And that all really stems from visibility wounding and being unable to really express ourselves fully. And I now only, I refuse to be in groups of people, especially women, where that standard is not upheld, where I cannot be my full self without some sort of backlash or judgment from the other women. And it's still scary and it's still hard But I know for me that that's a big piece of what comes up around visibility. So it's really important for you to kind of take that deeper dive into what really does hold me back. Okay. I don't want to look stupid. Well, where does that come from? When did I feel stupid before? Like, when did I show up and say something or do something and was made to feel dumb or like embarrassed? And how can I look at that and kind of take care of that part of me that needs that healing so that I can step up and do these things and be these things that I know I am and want to be without having that fear of rejection or abandonment or or, um, whatever it is that's underneath, right? And along with that comes, you know, are you being honest about what you want? Are you able to speak up and ask for those things? So taking up space as far as like, telling the truth, being in honest communication with people, right? Are you clear on your boundaries? This one's really big. All these things are really big in business because obviously communicating with your team, communicating with your clients, communicating with your mentors, communicating with your family members, like it all is so important. And then along with that comes the boundaries. So in order for one thing to work, we need to know about the other things too, right? So if you're noticing that you're, you know, like slipping on your boundaries or you're always, you want to say no to this one thing, but you always end up saying yes, really, you know, I don't think taking a deep look at everything is important, but I think something like this, it is because our visibility wounding comes from a deeper place inside that we do need to address and look at. And if it's too if, if it feels hurt, if it hurts you, like it's, it's like, I can't, that feels so uncomfortable. Maybe this is something you can work on with an expert, with someone who has um, trauma training around it. Like I just went through a 20 week trauma training um, certification for um, domestic and sexual violence. And it was really interesting, all the parallels with 
that and any and and mentoring and coaching because trauma is trauma and i'm not saying it doesn't matter where it, where it comes from because for each person it does because each person has a different story but it matters more like in moments like this what matters more is how how the person with the trauma who's experiencing the trigger how they can be supported in that moment how they can be witnessed and held and, and feel safe so that they can express themselves so they can show their emotions so that they can ask for what they need so they can receive what they need. That is so, so important, right? Like when my clients come to me and maybe they're in a trauma response, the, the less, the less important piece is me asking them what, what the trauma is, like where the trauma is coming from. The more important piece is holding them in that moment. And the more we're held like that and supported like that, the more we're going to heal those parts of ourselves, which can then open up to shine more of our light, to receive more and to give more, right? To be able to show up and offer the things we want to offer to the people we want to offer them to, to be able to sell your stuff, to make good money, to um, receive like you know, generosity, love, support, accolades. I don't know. Is that accolades like praise? I guess praise is what I mean. Um, while, you know, feeling safe to do that as well as safe to show up and like be your full self on the internet, which feels very scary. Right. So being able to, to feel brave, to work through the fear, um, without it taking you out. And that's going to tie into what we're going to talk about next, which is nervous system regulation, because along with visibility um, and taking up space, we have to have a regulated nervous system, right? So do you see how these three things really work together, piggyback off of each other? Um, I'm really excited to talk about this. I feel like I'm just like really on a roll. So go me. I have 15 minutes to wrap it up because I have to go pick up Leo, but I think it'll be fine. Um, so something that to tie up the visibility piece, um, if you're feeling like this is something you want to work on, I recommend the pleasure sandwich technique. Um, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. So you're going to sandwich something uncomfortable between something that you like to do. Okay. So let's say like you really want to get more comfortable showing up on stories on Instagram. We're just going to take, that's just an example, but it's like, ugh, you just like, don't know what to say. And you don't know how to do it. And you don't know this. And you don't know that. And you're kind of spitting out. So then you end up not doing it at all. Or you do it. And then you're like spun out for the rest of the day, wondering, did I do it right? It was stupid. Should I just go delete them? Blah, blah, blah. We're going to try the pleasure sandwich technique. So you're going to take you're going to take your pleasure practices, which I talked about a couple episodes ago on, I think like what is a pleasure-based business or something like that. So your pleasure practices are like little self-care things that you can do anytime, right? Pleasure practices are like just little things you can do anytime, like having, you know, like little chocolates in your desk, um, having a playlist on deck to listen to if you're starting to feel spun out having some journal prompts, having, um, like I have this really fuzzy rug that's super, super soft. I take my socks off and 
run my feet on it sometimes when I've been on the computer for a while and it helps calm my nervous system. It helps me like ground back into my body. Um, I have crystals. I have like, um, this Palo Santo spray stuff that smells super good. I have candles. I have like this really pretty outside of my window. It's like the clouds are so gorgeous at this time of the day. So I really like to sit right here and like gaze out the window. Um, all those are pleasure practices for me. Okay. So sandwiching pleasure practices around the thing that feels uncomfortable. So, okay, I'm going to show up on my stories. I'm going to say whatever, right? Either you could have something kind of prepared or you're just going to riff or whatever, but I'm going to do a pleasure practice before and a pleasure practice afterwards to help a few things. This helps your nervous system. It helps your mindset. It helps the visibility hangover sometimes that happens where it's like, and you know, afterwards you're thinking like, oh God, you start questioning things. You start feeling like you, did I overshare? Did I not share enough? Are people going to judge me? Right. It really helps to calm the nervous system, calm the mindset and while also strengthening them at the same time, because it allows us space to ground back in and to not be stressed and worried about the thing that we did, because we're going to tell ourselves that the thing that we did was perfect. It was good enough. The people who are going to see it are going to get exactly what they need from it. And we're a work in progress and it's going to get a little bit easier every time we do it. Okay. So those are kind of little mindset mantras to tell yourself. And then the pleasure practices are going to literally help your body associate pleasure with this task instead of like dysregulation and, you know, fear and stress and overwhelm and all the things. Okay. So that is a really simple thing to do and you can do it for almost anything. Right. And it can be as simple or as kind of complex as you want to make it. You can turn it into a whole ritual, like an hour long thing if you want, or it could take 30 seconds before and after. And, and that's good enough. The trick is to make it good enough. Okay. Okay. So moving on now to nervous system regulation, and this is something I feel so, pretty much all of my clients come to me with a dysregulated nervous system. And I feel like that is just because of the way our society operates. You know, it's not our fault. Um, we're only taught how to do things like basically one way. And that one way is like basically, um, you know, work yourself into the ground. Does your health and well being doesn't matter as long as you're producing? And if you've been around here a long time, you know that I do not subscribe to that. I do not believe that to be true, especially because I've now worked, I've done things both ways. I've been a super hustler, like super, super, super. And now I've been on the opposite side of that, where I work just a couple hours a day. Um, you know, I work one day in the salon, I work mm, two days or so from home, and the rest of the time, I do whatever the fuck I want. Okay. And I'm still a six figure earner. So just know that it's possible. Okay. There's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There's a, there is another way to do things, a better, a way that feels better and more grounded in your body. Okay. But it's going to take a little bit of time to get there. So nervous system regulation, you'll know if you need to regulate, if you're constantly on the go you're unable to slow down because you feel like you might lose momentum. You're going to crash. You're going to forget.
forget. You're going to ruin it. Like you got to finish what you started. Um, it's going to be, um, sorry, hold on. Lost my train of thought. Hold on. So if you're constantly on the go, you're unable to slow down and you're like unable to even finish like a thought or a sentence or to get from like, to answer your own questions. Like you're just constantly in a state of worry, like a million questions going through your head at once. Um, if you have like brain fog, but are also feeling jittery, that's another sign. Um, there's a lot of signs. These are just kind of like the main ones that came to mind. But also if you're, if, if, if you think that being able to slow down goes hand in hand with being able to, oh wait, oh my God, sorry. I'm reading my notes. Okay. So being able to slow down, that's right. This isn't a question. This is a, this is a statement. Um, being able to slow down goes hand in hand with being able to build a strong mindset and heal your visibility wounds. Again, we can't have one without the other two. They're so integral for each other and they work together, right? Because it's really hard to sit down and even do three minutes of mindset work, whether it be journaling or listening to a meditation or like some deep breathing. If our nervous system is like going a million trillion miles a minute, right? If we're like, if we can't even sit down for three minutes to focus on a task, which trust me, I've been there, I get it. Then that really, really means we, we need to do it even more. Right. So for me, and again, the ADHD thing plays a big role in this. I have to have like music playing or something that's going to take my mind off of like <laughs> what I'm doing, right? Like I am slowing down. I am sitting down to write in my journal that I have to have something that kind of occupies that part of my brain. So I have to be, I turn on maybe like a podcast, a TV, some music, something that can kind of distract my, my brain in a way so that I can sit down and do this other thing and like devote the three minutes. Because if, if I don't do that, it's really hard for me to finish that task. And then I kind of sit there for longer because I'm trying to make myself do it. So, um, that could be something that's helpful for you too. figuring out these little quirks with yourself and figuring out like if you're kind of spinning over something that seems either like small or meaningless, allow yourself to take some deep breaths and ask yourself like what needs to get done right now? Is anything urgent? If nothing's actually urgent, you just feel like you should be doing X, Y, or Z. Give yourself five minutes go sit down, maybe eat a snack, drink some water, listen to a song, whatever, gaze out the window, lay on your bed, you know, just give yourself some time because that is going to be ultimately what helps your nervous system slow down and regulate itself. Okay. Other things that worked for me, drinking less caffeine, I did start some medication, some, like I said, anti-anxiety and depression medication, which helped with the physical feelings of anxiety, um, journaling, music, getting super honest and clear about my boundaries that, and those kind of change, they, they change every once in a while. They, um, are constantly evolving, um, eating less sugar. Sugar was really spiking my anxiety and my nervous system for a long time. 
So it's better now, but I did have to kind of watch that for a little bit and really focus on, um, protein and fat consumption, especially at the beginning of the day. So like I said, it's not quite so severe anymore, but for a long time, if I had something that was just like kind of a car, like a carb or something that was going to turn to sugar in my body without the protein and fat, I would get almost an immediate anxious spike. So in the mornings, I still eat carbs. I eat lots and lots and lots of carbs. Like carbs are not an enemy, but I know for me in the mornings, because of where my nervous system was at and where I was at with my anxiety, that I needed like a very nourishing meal that had um, a lot of micronutrients. So like greens, um, fruits and vegetables, um, as well as protein and fat. And although sometimes that didn't um, keep me for as full for as long, it at least helped me not get like immediate brain fog or like a stomach ache or a headache or something like that. Um, Because although oatmeal or things like that are like yogurt um, are really easy to consume, which sometimes is more important, right? It's like, it's just important to eat something. Um, But once I really took a look at what, how I felt after I ate certain things, I did realize that especially first thing in the morning, I needed to get a lot of protein, a lot of fat and those good micronutrients in my body. Um, and then about 30 to 60 minutes later, I would, um, make myself like, you know, I don't know, have like some cheese and crackers or like some avocado toast, or even maybe then have some overnight oats or oatmeal or something like that. Um, but I couldn't do it first thing in the morning. So things like that, it's good to kind of zoom out and look at. And I know it seems kind of like, I don't know, a little like off, off the wall to say, but I, I am someone who believes in like nourishing ourselves is such a core component of our business that, and our life that if we're looking at, you know, scaling our business or we're looking at, you know, executing big ideas in our businesses, like taking care of ourselves has to be a foundational component of what we do. And if you're not in the habit of taking care of yourself, then how can we work towards that as being just as important as your mindset work, as your strategy, as your sales page, whatever, whatever, right? Um, That those are the things these three things I think will change the course of your life, the course of your business. I think that when we focus on these things, um, our ideas are easier to execute because we're more grounded. We're more tapped into the truth of whatever it is for ourselves, right? Whether that's like what we really want, the, what our goals are, um, how, you know, what we want to do with the money that we earn, how we want to redistribute, redis. Oh my gosh. Now I can't even say the word redistribute. Holy moly. It's time to sign off. (laughs) Um, you know what we want to do, um, with the, with our business, with our lives, like it's, it's a good thing to daydream about this. It's a good thing to know what we want to do. And it's, and we can't, Sometimes I find myself wanting to execute ideas that aren't actually mine. So like I said in the beginning, that is a very crucial first step in knowing what we can let go of energetically, because maybe you've been holding on to an idea that isn't even something you actually, actually want to do. And that's 
totally okay. And it's totally fine to change your mind. So with that being said, I hope this was helpful. You might need to download this and come back to it quite a bit because I know I just threw a lot of information at you, but just know that if you feel like you're struggling with execution, so do I, I have a team. I have a lot of support that helps me. And, um, you know, it's part of why I always have, um, a coach and I've, I've been working with a coach for the last two years and it has it. I mean, with, I don't know, you know, I don't even know if I would have ever launched my business and at least not in the way that I, I do, I did because that mindset piece that my coach offered me was something that I didn't have before. And it made all the difference, honestly. So I hope, like I said, I hope this is helpful. Come find me on Instagram. The new page is linked below in the show notes. And um, I hope you have a really, really fabulous week. Okay. I'll see you next time. All right, y'all that it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I really hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am enjoying recording it for you. I love going a little deeper into these topics and giving you little snippets into my brain, little peel back of the curtain, just about everything I've learned and am learning all the time as I'm growing my businesses. So if you are loving the podcast, please subscribe, leave us a review, um, share it with your friends, take a screenshot, send it up to your stories on IG tag me. I really, really love to see who's listening. It seriously gives me all the vibes and um, we just really appreciate all the support. So this will give me a, a better chance to get to know you as well, which I love. If you follow me on IG, you know, I love to connect with all of you. So I love you so much and I cannot wait to catch up with you soon.